0: This is the Sunday Worship Podcast. Hello and welcome to Sunday Worship. My name is Sam Davidson and it's a pleasure to join with you. We welcome Major Malcolm Martin today as he shares a harvest message to us a little bit later on. But we join together in thanksgiving and praise for the beauty and bounty of the earth, for day and night, for the seasons, for seed time and harvest. And for all the colours and gifts which every season brings, we give thanks to God. The annual Harvest Offering is an opportunity for Salvationists to support local mission. 75% of the money you give stays within your core. To help you love God and love others where you are. 25% of the money you give goes to your divisional mission, Innovation Fund, to help resource new, exciting mission opportunities in your region. Exciting and inspiring initiatives have taken root because of harvest giving, and more mission-focused activities will be seeded and given the means to grow and flourish through this year's offering. In the feeding of the 5,000, Jesus encourages us to look at what we have been given and to place that in God's hands. So, you can give via your local core, or if you'd like to give online, visit salvationist.org.uk forward slash harvest. Dear Lord, as we celebrate this season of Thanksgiving, we give thanks for the blessings of food, provision and nourishment. Please grow in us a harvest for the world. Come sow a seed of hope within our souls, Lord, that we might yield goodness, patience, and kindness in abundance. Sow a seed of peace in our lives, Lord, that we might bear the fruits of forgiveness, compassion, and righteousness. Come sow a seed of love in our hearts, Lord, that others would reap the blessings of family, friendship, and community. May each seed of hope, peace, and love grow within us into a harvest that can be feasted on by all. Amen. We plough the fields and scatter
1: the good seed on the land. Those words of harvest celebration have been sung in English since the mid 19th century. They gained popularity at a time when the population of the United Kingdom had first reached the point when most people lived in towns and cities rather than rural settings. So there is a hint of nostalgia to the lyrics and many of us have sung those words thanking the Lord for the gifts around us, but far fewer people today have probably engaged in the activities of ploughing fields and scattering seed. A modernised version of the hymn suggests we plough the fields with tractors, with drills we sow the land, but again not many of us have actually done so. We may have grown some fruit and vegetables in gardens or allotments but the deep joy of harvest is possibly far less instinctive for us than it would have been for the majority of people during the Biblical period. Throughout the Bible, thanksgiving is encouraged as a heartfelt response to God who provides and cares and saves. Passages such as Psalm 107 invite us to give thanks to the Lord for He is good. His gracious love endures forever those who are saved by the Lord should tell their story. And telling the story of what God has done can be seen at the heart of the Old Testament harvest celebrations. The book of Deuteronomy outlines the three annual festivals of pilgrimage and harvest. There was Passover, coinciding with the barley harvest, the festival of Pentecost or weeks, corresponding primarily to the wheat harvest, but also included produce such as grapes, figs, pomegranates and olives, and then the Feast of Tabernacles, aligning with the end of the fruit harvest. And these agricultural festivals were not only to give thanks to God for the provision of the earth, but also opportunities to remember all that God had done for his people. The Feast of Pentecost... Also known as weeks or first fruits, is outlined further in Deuteronomy chapter 26. A portion of the harvest was to be offered to God, and the people would celebrate together all that the Lord had given to them. The gifts offered were symbols of gratitude for the goodness of God and were to be shared for the good of all, principally with those who were unable to own land and therefore produce food for themselves. And part of this act of gratitude involved reciting a story about Jacob, described as a wandering Aramean ancestor who took his family to Egypt and initially prospered. The story recalled the period of slavery and God's response to the cries of suffering and oppressed people. It recounted the deliverance of the Exodus and the abundant provision of the promised land. And this communal memory focuses on their plea for help, on God's power to liberate from oppression and to provide a transformed future filled with hope. The annual recital of the story was intended to ensure that they did not forget both what God had done and the need to be faithful. The abundance of the land was not to lead to a sense of self-sufficiency, or even lead them to mistreat and oppress others in the way that they had endured in Egypt. Recalling the story alongside the harvest offering was a means to instill a spirit of thankfulness and gratitude to God, to view the entirety of their lives as a gift. The writers of the New Testament were also inspired to remind people of what God has done. In John chapter six, Jesus cautions about a purely physical approach to harvest. If our attention is just towards gathering stuff, then we end up being empty, not filled. Jesus reminded people of the need to focus on the true bread of life, to be thankful for spiritual nourishment. Because our deeper hunger for meaning and purpose needs the true bread of life. It needs that change of story from what we were to who we are in Christ as the foundation of our gratitude. And with gratitude for his own story of transformation, Paul in Philippians says, Don't worry about anything, but pray and ask God for everything you need, always giving thanks. And God's peace, which is so great we cannot understand it, will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And then at the end of the New Testament, the message of the book of Revelation is one of encouragement for Christians who are beginning to waver in the face of the challenges that they face, who feel a degree of discouragement with their current circumstances and despair at their apparent helplessness to change the situation. They are encouraged to stand firm in their faith, to be confident that God is ultimately in control. Above all, they are to remember that Jesus is Lord, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end of the story. So we can continue to remember our own stories, both individually and together, how we were without Jesus, how we came to faith, and the difference that freedom in Christ makes to our lives. If we have experienced the grace of God, we should naturally be led towards gratitude. The Swiss theologian Karl Barth put it like this, Grace and gratitude belong together like heaven and earth. Grace evokes gratitude like the voice and echo. Gratitude follows grace like thunder follows lightning. To go back to Deuteronomy, gratitude for harvest provision and for God's gracious love is linked with generosity towards those in need. The covenant relationship has both vertical and horizontal dimensions. It involves faithfulness to God and faithful care for one another. The abundance of the promised land, received as a gift from God, was to be used to care for others. They were to relive the story of deliverance by committing to share God's grace with all. And in our culture of rampant consumerism, we need the reminder of Harvest as gratitude that should lead to the generous sharing of God's loving grace in our daily lives and relationships. Think about the individuals that you will encounter this week. People on the street, in shops, offices and waiting rooms, classrooms of children, trains and buses full of people, Perhaps some of them will feel harassed and helpless, weighed down by concerns and circumstances. Think about the communities that you will move around in. Your home, school, workplace, shopping areas, leisure centres. Places that can be our harvest fields. Places where we can participate in God's mission. Bringing the good news of hope and truth and love. In our harvest celebrations, may we recall our own story of experiencing God's abundantly gracious love. May we respond with gratitude for all that we have received and all that Jesus has done in our lives. May we be inspired to share generously with others, seeking to live fruitful lives for Christ. As a prayer, I'm gonna read the words of song 15 in the Salvation Army Songbook. And perhaps you can make this your own prayer of thanksgiving. For the fruits of all creation, thanks be to God. For the gifts of every nation, thanks be to God. For the ploughing, sowing, reaping, silent growth while we are sleeping, future needs in earth keeping, thanks be to God. In the just reward of labour, God's will is done. In the help we give our neighbour, God's will is done. In our worldwide task of caring for the hungry and despairing, in the harvests we are sharing, God's will is done. For the harvests of the Spirit, thanks be to God. For the good we all inherit, thanks be to God. For the wonders that astound us, for the truths that still confound us, most of all, that love has found us, thanks be to God. Amen.
0: This harvest time, loving God, remind us afresh that you love us and care for us. Call us again to share your task of caring for this world. Grateful for our abundance, help us not to forget those who have little. Genuine in our thanks, help us to be generous in our giving. Amen. As we come to the end of our time together, thank you for joining and God bless you.